0: Welcome to the Finding True Health podcast, episode number 14, where we're going to be going over what gut health is, and why it's important, and some different foods and behaviors that have been shown to help lead to better gut health. Remember that this podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only. It's not meant to diagnose or treat any issues. Uh, Also, I'd be super happy if you could subscribe to the podcast if you feel so inclined. All right, here we go. Hey there, friends. My name's Jenna Waite. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist, mother of five, and someone who's passionate about helping others find true health in the midst of diet culture and body objectification. Join me as we take our focus off of weight and body size and put it on to becoming the healthiest possible versions of ourselves so that we can have energy to live our best lives. I'm so excited you're here. Now let's dive in. Hello, friends. How is it going? I hope that you're excited to learn all about gut health today. I know that I'm excited to share this information with you. I wanted to talk about gut health because it seems to be a topic that maybe feels a little bit abstract or mysterious to some people. And I think a lot of like food marketers or other people might capitalize on that fact. So I just love to help educate people on this, this topic. Also, the diet industry, the wellness industry, they are known for promoting things like detoxes and really strict diets, cleanses. Uh, I've seen microbiome sequencing charts, just other things in the name of improving your gut health. And these products often aren't really needed or scientifically tested at best. And at worst, they can even be harmful to your health and really do some damage. So, As you'll see when we go over the different foods and other things that actually have been shown to improve gut health, you'll see that maintaining good gut health really isn't as mysterious as many people make it out to be. I also know that a lot of people struggle with GI issues and abdominal pain. And so if that's you, hopefully this episode will be helpful in that area as well. So I do want to remind you, though, that if you have issues with your gut I recommend seeing a dietician or a doctor that specializes in gut gut issues for further support if you need more personalized help. I don't personally specialize in gut health. My specialties are in intuitive eating and habit formation. So this episode is just going to be kind of a basic overview of gut health rather than an in-depth deep dive into the topic. And I always recommend you see somebody about your specific particular needs. All right, let's dive in. Gut health has become somewhat of a trendy topic over the last decade or so. In fact, a vast majority of the research articles related to gut health have been done between 2013 and now. So as we dive into this topic, it's really important to remember that we're still in the early, early stages of learning about all of the intricacies of gut health. However, while the actual science and research is relatively new, the concept of gut health is quite old. In fact, Hippocrates, who lived over 2,000 years ago, is known to have said all disease begins in the gut. And in Asian countries, gut health has been a central theme of their medicine for centuries and centuries. When we here in America talk about, quote, good gut health, it's important to note that there isn't a specific definition that the, the medical community uses for this. So different people might be using the term in different ways. I think a lot of people, though, view it how dietitian Kaylee Eichelberger does. She says, when talking about gut health, we're referencing how effectively the body is able to carry out digestive function without complication, such as causing symptoms of discomfort, bloating, or upset stomach, which can occur in the setting of digestive disease. Now, when you hear the word gut, you might just think of your stomach or maybe of your intestines as well, but our gut is technically our entire gastrointestinal tract, otherwise known as our GI tract. This tract is a long, hollow tube that starts in the mouth where our food goes in, and it ends at the end where our food comes out. So the parts of our GI tract include our mouth, our esophagus, our stomach, our our small intestine, our large intestine, and our anus. It's really a sophisticated, interconnected system that we've now learned, even connects and communicates with our brain. Now, there are other organs as well that aren't directly part of our GI tract, but they still play a role in its health. So these are things like our salivary glands, our liver, our gallbladder, our pancreas. These are all parts of our body that communicate with and affect our GI tract. Now, when we talk about gut health, we talk a lot about something called our microbiome this is the term we use when referring to the trillions and trillions of beneficial bacteria and other microorganisms that live in our GI tract. So why should you care about your microbiome? Well, the little helpful bugs that make their home in our gut help our bodies with many, many different functions. Of course, one of these is helping us break down and digest food and absorb various nutrients from that food. Um... As I mentioned earlier in that definition, a healthy microbiome means fewer issues with gas and with bloating, constipation, kind of some of those issues that we normally associate with our GI tract. But we're actually learning that there are a number of other functions that this microbiome helps with as well. Some of these include synthesizing vitamins or even creating certain needed vitamins from food, particularly a lot of the B vitamins can be created in the gut. It also helps supply our gut with energy. It helps prevent diseases such as irritable bowel syndrome. Our microbiome can also support our immune system and break down toxins. It can also protect our body from pathogens that we might ingest. Every day we actually swallow disease-causing bacteria but we don't always get sick from these bacteria because the good bacteria in our gut create antimicrobial chemicals that kill the bad bacteria. They also help lower our intestines pH level, making it harder for bad bacteria to survive. They compete for food sources and they take up space in our intestinal lining, which makes it harder for the bad bacteria to sort of set up camp in there. Interestingly, our microbiome might even affect things that we don't normally associate with our GI tract or digestion. Some of these include our body size. There was actually a really interesting study done on rats. The researchers implanted the microbiome of one rat into another one through something affectionately called poop therapy or fecal transplants. And that is exactly what it sounds like it is. (laughs) It's actually being studied as a potential treatment for a range of disorders and diseases. And it looks quite promising, even though it kind of grosses a lot of us out to think about. (laughs) But after the rat's microbiome was changed, their body size actually changed to match the rat whose microbiome they had received. So one of the rats got very large and another one got really thin and those were actually reversed when they once again changed the microbiome to be that of a different rat. So it's just really interesting how much the body size was affected by the microbiome. Our gut health might also affect our risk of depression and anxiety. We're finding that a healthy gut communicates with our brain through our nerves and our hormones, which helps maintain our mental health and just our general sense of well-being. A microbiome might also help prevent asthma. It can decrease the risk of several types of cancer. Now, keep in mind, research in this area is still young and pretty limited. Some of the claims of how gut health can improve overall health are still being tested, but research is definitely promising, and we seem to be finding more and more of a connection between our gut and many, many other areas of our body and our health. So what affects your gut health? Well, the types of bacteria that live in our gut is determined by a number of things. This includes our age, our environment, our, the level of stress in our lives, our overall health status. As well as uh, any medications we might be exposed to or taking. Actually, also birth control pills um, have been found to greatly alter our microbiome. And then, of course, antibiotics. These are particularly harmful because they essentially wipe out all of the bacteria in our gut, including our good bugs. And that's why it's particularly important to work on improving your gut health anytime you take antibiotics. And then, of course, the food, our diet, the food that we eat, has a big impact on our gut health. Large amounts of foods that are highly processed and contain a lot of sugar or artificial sweeteners have been shown to have a negative effect on our microbiome, though, remember, eating smaller amounts of these types of foods really isn't anything to be too concerned about. And then there are also lots of foods that can help improve our gut health. So, I wanted to talk about some of those. Certain types of foods seem to have a particularly positive effect on our microbiome, such as foods high in fiber, including those um, that have resistant, what we call resistant starches. And then also foods high in polyphenols and fermented foods. So I want to talk about those three kind of groups of foods for a little while. So if you're interested in how can I help improve my microbiome through food, then listen up. You might want to grab a pen and paper and write some of these foods down. And foods high, high in fiber is the first one. And you probably don't need to write these down because you probably already can say all these with me. Um, These are foods like fruits and vegetables, legumes, beans and peas and lentils, nuts and seeds, whole grains. Now, a quick note though if you have sensitivity to gluten or if you have celiac disease, of course, then grains containing gluten, so ones like whole wheat, barley, rye, those actually might increase the permeability of your gut lining. And that leads to what's referred to as leaky gut syndrome. I might do a whole episode on leaky gut syndrome. I don't really want to get into that right now. But those should be avoided, of course, if you have any sort of gluten sensitivity. But for people who don't have gluten sensitivity, whole grains can be a great source of fiber. Although our body can't digest fiber, certain bacteria in our gut can. And this helps stimulate their growth. So for optimal benefit, you're going to want to try to get foods that are high in both soluble and insoluble fiber. And it's recommended that women get at least 25 grams of fiber a day and men get 38 grams of fiber a day. So foods high in fiber are great for the gut. Um, One type of fiber is called resistant starches. And these seem to be particularly helpful for our, our microbiome. So foods high in resistant starches include beans, bananas, especially if they're slightly on the green side, potatoes that have been cooked and then cooled. So something like a pasta or a potato salad would fall in this category. Rolled oats are high in resistant starches, especially if they're uncooked. And cashews are another one. The next type of food that that can be really helpful are foods high in polyphenols. Now, polyphenols are compounds from plants that have a lot of health benefits, and one of them is to help feed our gut bacteria in the colon and also to help reduce inflammation. So some foods that are rich in polyphenols are cocoa and dark chocolate, uh, grape skins, almonds, onions, blueberries, and broccoli. So, if you're looking to improve your gut health, those might be some things to add a little bit more of into your diet. And then the other category of foods that can be really helpful for our microbiome are fermented foods. Now, here again, studies are mixed as to how much fermented foods can help, but there is some evidence that they can be really helpful for our gut. So, types of fermented food are yogurt. Yogurt is also high in probiotics, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. And so it can be a really good addition for gut health. You just need to really watch out for the added sugar content of any yogurt that you choose, Um, since a lot of yogurts are really high in sugar and sugar is not good for gut health. So you're going to want to find something low in sugar, low in artificial sweeteners as well. And you're also going to want to look at the container, read the labels, and make sure that it says contains live cultures for optimal health benefits. Some other fermented foods are certain types of cheeses, including cheddar, Swiss, and Parmesan cheese, sauerkraut, kimchi, miso, sourdough bread, and pickles. Now, the pickles need to be pickled in salt, not vinegar, to have benefits to the gut. So if you look for words on the jar like naturally fermented, then that's a a good brand to buy for gut health. So many of these fermented foods and these foods high in fiber also contain prebiotics and probiotics. So I mentioned probiotics a minute ago and you've likely heard of these terms by now. I remember when I was just finishing up with my degree in nutrition back in 2005, These were like the hot new terms being discussed everywhere when I was doing my internship, actually. We've learned a lot since then, but we still are learning some things about these. So probiotics are live bacteria and yeasts that are good for our digestive system. They can certainly help create a healthy microbiome, particularly for those taking antibiotics, for those that have IBS or are trying to restore their mi- microbiome for other reasons. There's some debate about whether taking probiotics is helpful for those who already have a healthy microbiome, but it seems that they certainly don't hurt. And then prebiotics are basically the food used by probiotics and other microorganisms in your gut. These are dietary fibers that feed the good bacteria and kind of just help keep your microbiome healthy and thriving. So those are types of foods that you might want to add to your diet if you're looking to improve your gut health. But although what you eat is certainly an important part of having a healthy gut, how you eat actually plays a big role in your gut health as well. So I'm going to go over a few other ways to improve your gut health that don't have to do with your food. The first one is to be sure that you're chewing your food adequately. Now, I don't recommend you sit and count the number of bites that you take. But certainly a lot of us could, me included, I'm raising my hand here, could stand to slow down and spend a little more time chewing your food before swallowing. I've heard it recommended to chew to the consistency of applesauce. So maybe that's a good gauge for you to just make sure that you're really breaking your food down adequately. Also, try not to eat when you're upset or when you're stressed. You can go back and listen to episode number 11 for a technique to handle stress without food if you'd like. But we've found that stress really can affect how your food is digested. So making your eating environment as pleasant as possible is a good idea. Just trying to keep things calming and relaxed while during mealtime. Also in actually enjoying your food, so savoring it and tasting it and getting as much enjoyment out of your food has been found to aid in better absorption of nutrients. I've heard of a few studies showing this effect. Uh, one I can recall had two groups of people eating some type of food. I can't Remember exactly what the food was, but it was something that one, they were two different cultures, and it was something that one culture would really enjoy. It was like a normal part of their diet, but people outside of that culture wouldn't normally care for. So the researchers found that those who naturally liked the food when they ate it, they absorbed more of the nutrients than the culture who didn't like that particular food. So it's just really interesting that that can have a big effect on nutrient absorption whether you're enjoying the food or not. And as I mentioned earlier, really slowing down when you eat, taking time to chew your food. This actually helps jumpstart the digestive process. As you break down your food into smaller pieces and stimulate saliva production in your mouth, you're giving your digestive system a heads up that it's time to get to work and you're allowing it time to prepare for the food to enter the stomach. Eating a variety of food can also really help here. This leads to a more diverse microbiome. And generally speaking, the more diverse, the better. Since each type of bacteria plays a specific role in your health, then the greater variety we have, the more beneficial. Also, try not to eat large meals too late at night. Your GI tract needs time to rest, and your digestion also slows down at night. So if you find that you're having some stomach issues, uh, particularly at nighttime, this might be a reason. A couple other tips to help keep your digestive system top-notch is to get regular exercise. This keeps your blood moving around and stimulates the GI tract, and also to get enough sleep. Researchers are still looking into the gut-sleep relationship, but there definitely seems to be a connection between poor sleep and the bacterial environment of your gut. So as you can see, a lot of these recommendations are the same ones that we get for just having good health in general. And that's why I really love what I do. Helping people form healthy habits, like the ones that we've mentioned here, aids them in so many areas of health, including their gut health. So the final thing I want to talk about here is supplements. You can find a number of supplements aimed at both increasing and improving your microbiome. There are lots of prebiotic and probiotic supplements as well as others aimed at gut health. So would, is taking a supplement a good idea for you? In general, I'm always a fan of focusing on food and behavior changes to improve health whenever possible. Those tend to be the best ways to improve our health. If you are eating a variety of foods, including the ones that I've mentioned in this podcast, and if you're working to create healthy habits around sleep and around eating mindfully and exercising, etc., again, all of which benefit your gut along with many other areas of your health then you probably don't need a supplement. But if you're worried that your diet isn't giving you enough of the nutrients needed for a healthy gut, or maybe you just want a little boost to your microbiome, then supplements might be a good option for you. Also, if you're having issues with your gut, or you've been on antibiotics recently, or you have IBS or something like that, then a supplement might be a good idea. Just remember, the supplement industry can get tricky since it isn't very highly regulated, meaning many supplements haven't been thoroughly tested. Others might not actually contain what the bottle claims they contain. So just be sure to do your homework and make sure that you're getting a quality product that has been tested and that is giving you what it claims. If you do choose to um, try a supplement to help improve your gut health. Once again, remember that the commercialization of the gut microbiome has grown beyond what's often supported by the actual science. So I encourage you to be skeptical of products claiming to lead to a healthy gut. But again, that's not to say there aren't any good ones out there. All right. Hopefully, this podcast episode has helped you feel more informed on the topic of gut health. And hopefully, you've gotten some good ideas to start implementing if you. Want to have a healthier GI tract. I know that I've listed a lot of things here and hopefully it didn't feel overwhelming. If anything, I hope that you feel encouraged that there really are a number of things you can do to improve your gut health. So just pick one or maybe two of the things mentioned today to work on and you're going to be well on your way to a healthier gut. So thank you so much for joining me. If you found this episode helpful at all I would love if you could rate and review the podcast so that other people can find it and hopefully be helped as well thank you for taking time out of your day to spend some time with me and to learn how to treat your body well and enjoy better health so that you can just have a healthier more energetic life all right have a great day and I'll see you next week same time same place bye for now If you'd like help implementing what we've talked about today more fully into your life, come check out my self-paced program at helpthroughhabits.com. You'll use the science and tools of habit formation to help transform your health and your mindset. In just a few short weeks, you'll be able to add any number of healthy behavior and thought habits into your life so that you can enjoy finding true help for yourself. I hope to work with you soon.